Do you have somebody in your life who loves books? Somebody who not only loves books, but always wants to share what she's reading with you, <laughs> thinking that you're going to love her latest selection. <laughs> because you do. Because mm. they're so good. Uh, but generally, inevitably, <laughs> you just can't stand that book that they recommended. That is us. Oh, yeah. We both read a lot. Well, I don't even read. I listen. <laughs> but we very rarely agree on what constitutes a good read. I enjoy books, good books, Mm. that build up new worlds, invite magic and mystery into our lives. Science fiction and fantasy rule. And I like good books. I listen Mm -hmm. to a variety, but it's all grounded in reality. Mm. You can keep your elves and space operas. Neither of which were in this book, by the way. Agreed. Okay. Welcome to our podcast. You're making me read what? Your hosts on this monthly podcast are myself, Jessica, and my colleague, Christine. We're librarians who get a thrill out of a great book, but usually can't stand what the other person is reading. We've each selected some of our all-time favorite books, Mm -hmm. and each month we'll alternate between the lists with the goal of persuading the other to enjoy a read she would never have picked up on her own. Even a book that isn't entirely your style may have some redeeming qualities to it. Right? I think that is right. We'll see. We'll see. Now, you definitely have to do a spoiler alert for this one because... Yes. I feel like I need to do... Um, you know when there were like air raids and they had the little like... Ooh. Wow, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of spoiler alert. Because there's, wow. there's big spoilers in this one. Yes. Yeah, it so. is a monster spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah. So like, woo, 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 woo. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I, no one can see my hands going. Right. Like, it's adding to the whole... As though my hands had lights that were flashing. Sure. Yes. Yes. No, I think it was excellent. Now is the time for us to warn you that we're going to discuss the whole book, including the ending and any magical twists. If you haven't read uh, this book, which is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab yet, and don't want us to spoil anything for you, please stop listening now and join us after you've read it, period. Because you're not going to decide that you don't want to. Correct. According to Jessica. According to both of us. Oh, okay. Because... We're so close. I feel like I can speak for both of us at this point. Did you know, before we start on on actual book and mm. how much you disliked it and, mm-hmm. you know, background filler noise, wah-wah. Right. Um, did you know this is our 36th podcast? No. That's amazing. 36. So, wow. I mean, we took some breaks in there when I was right. on maternity leave and there was this, like, pandemic thing that happened. Yeah. Those things happened. But 36, because wow. I number mine, because I am a librarian. So <laughs> I have saved every single file that I have for podcast prep. They are all numerically ordered. They all have the month that we've done them in. Wow. Uh, I know. You should have been a cataloger. Oh, don't say that. That's mean. Why? I, I could not do that every day, all day. I can do this in spurts. Okay. Yes. Well, but really, I, that's, that's a lot. 36. That's three years worth of podcasts. That's 36. Five more than I thought we would do. <laughs> now, that's mean. I knew we were destined for, for greatness. For, for fame, really. Fame. Fame for the um, three to four digits of people that listen to us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not the one digit that you consistently s- suppose. One hand. This is really, it's like a game changer for people. Mm. They look forward to this. They want to know book business. And they want to know our intimate thoughts about book business. Well. So all I can say is you are welcome, yes. fawning public. Yes, all of you. All the many's of you. Both of you. <laughs> okay, get on with it. I can't. I'm so excited that we made 36. I really also <laughs> didn't think we were going to make it this far. Because <laughs> we argue so much about things. I figured eventually you were going to like storm out in a huff. You know, like when you play board games with family mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm never going to play Monopoly with you again right. because you, you always steal Park Place. Except I think we argue in a very um, amusing and uh, non- it's never personal. It's just tell- uh, mm, there have been a few. <laughs> there have been a few where you have finished the book and you've been like, it was okay. And I was like, well, 
This okay. has been a great couple years of friendship. I Maybe I should have finished the sentence. It's never personal for me. There you go. I <laughs> over-emotionalize it. And you, Wait, the David Brooks book, you were very close. Oh, wow. The face just fell. Okay. I have to get us back on track because we've already, it's four minutes in and we've done nothing. <laughs> no, we've told the title of the book. Okay. Good job, us. <laughs> So let's keep it moving here. You're so bossy today. It's true. Okay. So the book that I forced Christine Mm -hmm. to read this month was The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by B.E. Schwab. So just a little bit of um, synopsis, I guess. So this is a book that's told in dual perspectives and dual timelines. Um, The main storyline is around a woman named Addie. And she makes a deal with the devil and... She's unhappy with her life. So part of the storyline is set in the 1700s in France. And she's unhappy with her life and makes this plea to a god, the gods, whatever. Right. And they answer her. And so in return for a life of time, which she can do what she wants with, everyone who meets her forgets her after that first encounter. So that's part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. And then the the other part of the storyline is in modern-day New York City where she is continuing to live her life until one day she meets someone who remembers her, uh, Henry Strauss. Mm-hmm. And um, the story goes on from there. Mm-hmm. It was – I'm I'm kind of dying to know, like, just in general, <laughs> like, love it, hate it, ambivalent. I'm very conflicted. Oh, there there oh, were oh. a lot of things that I liked about it, okay. quite a lot. Um, you know me, I'm a Francophile, so I like me some stuff about France. Did not pick it specifically for that, but yeah. was grateful it was in there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that per- that aspect of it very yeah. much. The writing is fabulous. She um, is a great writer. She is a great writer yes. in many respects, although one of my huge frustrations was I found it very tedious, which I couldn't <laughs> figure out how I could love the writing and still find it tedious. And I think the pacing was just really bad. That is super funny. Really bad. Wait, let me finish just this oh, one thought, which is... Yes, please do. If I had not been reading it for the podcast, I would not have made it past part one. <gasps> I was so annoyed. I was like, come on, this has got to pick up. I, no. I'm, I am done with this. No. So, okay, so why is that hilarious? Well, no, because usually you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. That right. You are much more about character development and about... Um, making sure that you know the whys behind yes. things. And I'm okay with, like, a plot... It, Sometimes I don't need as much character-driven stuff right. if I can see that there's some interesting things going on. And this one is so much more about character development, particularly for the three main characters, yeah. than it is about any kind of cohesive plot structure. Right. I'm surprised that that was one of the issues for you. But I still do need – I'm very plot-driven. I'm yeah. not – I'm not like my mom will read a book strictly for the beauty of the language. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. And sure. You know, I love that she does, yeah. but that's just not where I am. I am I am very plot driven. Yeah. So that was a huge frustration to me. And I never felt like she got her pacing. Like, again, I feel like this could have been probably a third shorter than it was. It was <gasps> no. very repetitive to me. Oh, I wanted it um, to be like twice as long. Of course. Yes. You wanted the second volume and the third volume and the 28th volume. That is correct. And <laughs> just as an FYI, you probably don't want to read her other books. <laughs> Because they're all very similar in kind of tonality of uh-huh. the, the way that she writes. That it's – so the author, V.E. Schwab, her, I think her actual name is Victoria. Yes, because okay. she writes children's books under Victoria Schwab. Okay. So she's uh, – by the way, she's an American writer. What? I know. It's, How did you find her? I don't know. It's just she fell Who from the – they write books? She fell, fell from the sky right into, right into <laughs> my, you know, book horde. Um, she's a female writer. <laughs> Good job, you. Don't know how we landed that one. 
Um, she's in her mid 30s. She's not dead. So like, there's all these categories of authordom that we don't usually hit, except for last time. Yeah, last time we did okay. <laughs> but you know, generally yeah. we tend to fall into these weird, the like men. old British dead men patterns. Yeah. Um, she does currently live abroad. That's okay. We can forgive like, her that in the UK. So okay. well, um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but she um, she'd been writing since college. And all of her books, I have read all of her adult books. I haven't read any of the kids' ones. Okay. But all of her adult books have these, like, there's a lot of mythos with them. Like, okay. there's a lot of, not world building in all of them, because this one certainly didn't have that. Mm-mm. But there's a lot of time taken that could come across as tedious mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Like, yeah. I read those little details and I, I tuck the nuggets away and I go, oh, yeah. that was interesting. I wonder when that's going to come up again. Oh, yeah. we're going to build a little bit more on it next time around. Um, she wrote one. Right now it's a duet and there's a third book planned. And the first one was called um, Vicious. And I don't remember what the second one was called right now. And the first book is about these two men who are in college together. And they find out that if you have a near-death experience, you can gain on, like, superhero abilities. Hmm. And um, the the background behind, like, the process and the science and, uh, like, I loved it. I was just, mm. yeah, I was in it. I was like, oh, yeah, gobble, gobble. Give me some more <laughs> of those little tasty crumbs of book stuff. But, yeah, that was that would not be your deal. And I probably probably also would not love her Shades of Magic series for a variety of reasons. But it's the same Mostly deal. The magic. Yeah. Like, she finished that trilogy and then she was like, well, I still have some more story to write. So she started, a, like, an offshoot in the same world. That's funny. Which, you know. That's my jam. Absolutely. Give me all those 28 books. Absolutely. <laughs> no, so so there was a lot to like. Yeah. Um, I really do like stories, and I think this happens a lot in fantasy, which is an aspect I appreciate, but uh, stories that encourage us to appreciate things that we normally take for granted. Oh, I like that. And um, this does that very well. I thought the Midnight Library did that very well. Um, and so that was another interesting thing. I was, As I was listening and being really annoyed by the pacing <laughs> of this, I kept thinking, but the Midnight Library is similar in concept. Mm-hmm. He is also a great writer. Mm-hmm. So why was I not annoyed at that? And I was so annoyed, especially at the beginning of um, yeah. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know that I ever really figured it out. But I will say that flash forward to the very end of the book. Sure. In my mind... It helped because in my mind, I decided that the book really wasn't about Addie. The book, Mm -hmm. she was the vehicle only for Henry. So Henry was the main character in my mind. And that made me think that that was acceptable because she is not – she's not likable. Um, Hmm. She's very selfish. Absolutely. She – Kind of narcissistic. Completely. And she's – you know, she – I don't disagree. Like the life she was going to have to sign up is horrible, and it's yeah. been going on through the beginning since the beginning of time. And I, yeah. you know, I'm not agreeing with it. I don't at know all. that I'd be excited to be a, a Georges or Roger's. Yeah, someone's wife that you didn't get to pick. That's like 40 years older than you in France in the 1700s with no running water or toilets, and has kids that are not yours that you're going to have to mother. I mean, Correct. that's a tough. If yeah. that if that is not your choice, yeah, tough. That egg. is a tough thing to have forced upon you. So yeah. I. I'm not arguing that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But she was totally uh, selfish and mm-hmm. she, you know, saw the worst in every possibility except for her excitement of new things. Yep. And I don't really that, – that to me is not 
that's not how I run. Mm-hmm. And so I, I couldn't relate to it very much. Okay. So I struggled with that, of trying to relate to her throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. And then she was also able to be nice and play nice with this play demon. Nice. Play nice. And I, I struggle with that, too. I would not be able to... Mm-hmm. To do that, if I were that afraid or that, you know, suspicious of sure. somebody, I could not snuggle up with them the way that she sure. was able to do. So Pretty interesting. Um, but then when I realized for me, uh-huh. the book was about Henry and she was just the vehicle, then it somehow magically became uh-huh. much more acceptable to me because I wasn't supposed to care very much about her, but yeah. I cared very much about him. I thought he was a very interesting character. Huh. Uh, I will go the exact opposite yeah. because that's – isn't that – I think that is a mark of a really well-written book. Even mm-hmm. if there were parts of it that were tedious for you, mm-hmm. that we could each read incredibly different things into it and still come out at the end of the end and say, that was an interesting story. Yep. So I don't like Henry. Interesting. Mm-mm. No. So – and I like Daddy. So, <laughs> like, I appreciated that she was not like a traditional anti-hero, but she was exactly who she was. Mm-hmm. Like, she – she was not interested in this life that had been laid out for her as a house – what's a housefrau in French? I don't know French words. Uh, uh, what's a wife in France? Uh, femme. Sure. House femme. Uh-huh, sure. No, that didn't work out as nicely as I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, I, I mean I can appreciate that she was not interested in that. She she put out a plea. Someone answered. Sure. Luke, who is this, this demonic figure, and that she is running with it. Like right. she is not trying to – purposefully hurt other people like it's not vengeful it's not um it's not pain driven it is certainly manipulative Mm -hmm. but she is living it and she is owning up to it like Mm -hmm. every time luke come back comes back to her and says like are you tired yet are you ready to turn in your soul and just kind of let this go absolutely not i'm going to go out there and i'm going to live and i'm going to live more right and that she has found ways to make an impression on a world that can't remember her, mm-hmm. that really speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I, I don't come from a famous family. I'm not particularly thinking that, even though I joke that we're actually going to become famous off this podcast. We already are. I know, we're so fancy. <laughs> but I don't really think that's going right. to happen. And the idea that someone is has been granted the time and the capacity to make these indelible marks and that they've dedicated their life to experiences mm-hmm. and to doing that, I just think she's kind of awesome. And um, Henry, although he is an incredibly complex character, I was very upset with, like, her choice when she made the deal with Luke. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of got it, right? His, uh, so Henry's background is, you know, he had some mental health stuff going on. He had a declined proposal. He tried to commit suicide. And so he made this deal with Luke that Mm -hmm. for this period of time he was going to live Everyone would look at him and they would see the thing that they desired. All he is is a reflection. Right. His job is to be someone else's desire. Right. That's sad. Right. But yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I that is one of the reasons that I actually liked him is because yeah. both of them, mm-hmm. I think Schwab does a really nice job of figuring out how you can wish for something and not understand the unintended consequences Absolutely. that are going to come you know, from yes. that very careless Yep. Wish the words are important. That's a theme that runs through the book. Is yes. that words are important? Words matter. Her name matters. She can't say or hear her name, and yep. so, so I appreciated that. I thought that was well done. Um, and so Henry's thing is, I just want to be enough. Yeah. 
And the word, I want to be enough, is what he said. And the way that it was translated was, you are going to be exactly what people see in you. You, There's no value to you yourself. You're going to just be enough because they're going to think you're enough. So I actually like that aspect that she twisted that. Um, Because I think that's a very reasonable twist to, like, take enough and make it negative. So then for the rest of his existence, he doesn't know if people really like him or if it's the spell. Yep. So I totally, you know, that resonated with me. Well, and the the overarching theme of this book is kind of be careful what you wish for. Absolutely. But it's also a little bit of loneliness, Mm -hmm. a little bit of perseverance, and a little bit of, like, permanence. Mm -hmm. Like, what... who are you going to be? Yeah. And what are you going to be to other people? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like even uh, even in rereading it, I, I enjoy I was fine with the pace. I, I can mm-hmm. totally understand why it was not uh, uh, the tempo was not up enough for you. But I appreciated the time that she took to build that type of thematic message throughout the story through all the characters. Because mm-hmm. even if you look at Luke, who mm-hmm. is this, like, we don't really know anything about them. Right. Is it the devil? Is it a demon? Is right. it some kind of, is it a mass psychiatric event that they're all petrified? Who knows? Right. But his whole deal in the storyline is to offer people things that they think that they want, right. twist it, and then to try and convince them that it wasn't what they wanted and that they should give up their souls to, to whatever he's doing. Right. And even him... He's coming back time and time again with Addie and saying, like, are you done? Are you ready? Right. And the, that loneliness, like, you get that from him, too, that he is, he is one piece of a process and that he doesn't really have a lot of concreteness to him. So he's reaching out to these people that he's duping mm-hmm. to try and find ways to make connections with his victims. Right. Um, it's just I thought she did a really nice job of tying those those themes together that can be really – Difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Permanence and loneliness are hard things to talk about and think about. And she gave them some concreteness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I really liked B. Um, I know she was kind of like a throwaway character, yeah. but she's really funny and yeah. she seemed like an interesting, fun friend. <coughs> yes. And, um, so I was happy that friend, that Henry had her as a friend. Robbie, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were there. The drama. They were there. One of the other aspects I really liked about this book was kind of the. Uh, I'm not going to get the phrasing right on this, but kind of the the casualness of the queer relationships Mm -hmm. in the storyline. Like, like, so the author, V. Schwab, is is queer. Mm -hmm. And she has wrapped it into a couple of different storylines that she's had in different books. And in this book, it's not like a theme. It's not a point. It's just life. Mm -hmm. People have different love interests. People have different ways of being. And that's just... A thing. Yep. And it's okay. It's not something to talk about. It's not something to even really think about. It's just a, a footnote as she's going along with her story. And I appreciated that. I thought that it was – not every book has to be like this grand, yep. you know, revelation about it because that's not how our friends and colleagues are actually living their lives sometimes. Right. It's just right. their life. Right. And that's how these folks were portrayed. I really I really appreciated that. I totally agree. I it, There was sort of – not a throwaway line because I don't because I think it was significant, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a she wasn't up on a soapbox. Yeah. And she said um, that Henry didn't think of himself as gay. He mm-hmm. just fell in love with a person rather than a gender. Yeah. And I love that. That yeah. was just a very there quick um, explanation yep. of his life. And um, it worked. Yes. Part of what I thought what I spent some time thinking about when I reread this book was 
if I was going to make a deal, mm-hmm. what would my deal be? Right. Because, you know, you're, you're seeing like, oh, that little, do I want to live further? Not really. Because right. somewhere, you remember, there was that really sad story about, it's like a folk tale about someone who wished for that, but they forgot to wish to be young forever. And so mm. by the end, they were like this sad, desiccated <laughs> husk that just like sat on the floor. So I don't want to live forever. Right. Um, I don't want to be everyone else's desire. Don't really want to fly. Okay. I could not think of a thing where I was like, that's the one. Right. I want to do that. Could you think of anything? Well, I didn't spend time on it, but I do, I think that actually from reading this book and kind of one of the things that the devil said, and I can't remember what it mm. was, um, but, you know, the easy wish would be to always be happy. But it without some sadness, you yeah. don't appreciate appreciate the happiness. Now, you certainly don't want to wish for like, you know, overwhelming sadness or pain or, you know, <laughs> no. like anything the like balance. that. But yeah, there there is something to be said for having the downtime so that the uptime is sweeter. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It has value to it. Right. Well, and if if we were dealing with Luke in the storyline and we wish to be happy forever, we'd probably be in a padded room with lots of medication. <laughs> or helium, yeah. right? Or yeah, or it, would, it would not be exactly what we anticipated. <laughs> and I think that stories like this remind us that, you know, the grass is not always greener. Yeah. That yeah. you should take the time to, you know, plan and think forward and, and be thoughtful about what you want to do with your life, but also appreciate the things that you have because there's so much, even in times when we're in the tail end of a pandemic and things still are kind of sucky or, you know, you didn't get a promotion you wanted yep. or you know, it's the holiday season's coming around for 4th of July. Maybe you have to see family you're not super jazzed about. <laughs> um, there are still so many wonderful things yeah. out there to, big world. to validate you and make you happy. Yep. Um, I think there's only one other thing. We didn't talk about the ending. What did yeah. you think of the ending? So, okay, so I was so super prepared to be violently angry about the ending <laughs> just because I could see it coming. I was like, I am not going to like this ending. And I am a tough cookie in yeah. terms of endings. I'm frequently disappointed. Sure. I would say I was not elated at it, but I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is about as well, as good as she could have done. What did this. you think was going to happen that you're going to be violently mad about? I thought it was going to be something really stupid, like it was all a dream or... Oh, or we're going like, to Dallas it? it yeah, yeah, it was no. just going to be completely dumb. Or like um, The Sopranos and it just goes black screen? Yeah. yeah. And and I did like at the end when B is reading yeah. Robbie's book and she goes, this is yeah. BS. <laughs> you can't say this. You can't have it end this way. And so to me, that was a nod from V.E. Schwab going... Yeah, did yeah. you think I was going to do that? And I yeah. like that. How else are you going to? Right. Yeah, there's no, there was no other good tie-up for this. But I, I loved how, because Addie was the central point for me in the story. Yeah. I loved how the tie-in here was. So they come to the end, and Henry's time is closing out, right. and Addie doesn't know what to do, and so she makes a secondary deal right. with Luke that she'll go with him. Right. She's she's not going to give up everything. She's going to go with him. Henry gets to renege on his deal. He gets to remember Addie. Mm-hmm. And what she ends up saying, because words are so important, mm-hmm. is, I'll stay with you, Luke, as long as you want me to. <laughs> but and I'm not going to let you want me that. No, that. no, no. <laughs> and it's that, you know, her mentality throughout all this. She was using this as mm-hmm. another experience. And she was going to, like, her eye is on the prize. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is going to mess this demon's life up until he's <laughs> like, I need you to get out. And she's like, oh, okay, deal done. <laughs> wow. Yes. Bye. So I, I kind of liked yeah. it. It was just sassy enough. That I, I, I agree. I thought it was yeah. about as well done as, as so I was... Uh-huh. I was all prepped to be angry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, good job, you. Indignant face release. Exactly. Yes. It's like you were there. Aww. So I do have one <gasps> dumb, you know me, I got to pick at the scab. Uh. 
this is just a dumb, mm. careless error mm. that I just forehead slapped. Mm. She says when she's talking about, um, well, the quote is, it's like putting girl with a pearl earring in a Warhol <laughs> and a Degas without ever seeing the Rembrandt. Rembrandt did not paint girl with a pearl earring. Vermeer painted girl with the pearl earring. That's just like, where was your editor? Like, I get it. Uh-huh. You're not an art. You know, you may not be. You you, you got to. And then the other one that was mm-hmm. super dumb, and she said this twice, and I forehead slapped twice. Do you see the red mark? There is a red mark yes. on my forehead. It's a dent. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She said twice one of the languages she knew was Swiss. Yeah, there's no There's, there, no Swiss there's not a Swiss language. So, again, that's just dumb. You know, fact, fact check that just a little bit. Secondary round of editing would have been appreciated. Yes. Okay. So that's me being fussy. I will give you all of those points. Thank you. I will rub some salve on your red boo-boo on Thank your you. forehead from where your face slapped too often. <laughs> um, but I will say that this movie is moving – this book is moving forward into a movie. They've already lined up directors. So we will have to go see the premiere and see okay. how it lines up. Okay. Well, I I enjoyed this. I would say <laughs> this was a solid B. I'll take it. Yeah. We've had a string of these lately. I know. Are we – Am I going to break it? I don't know. Are we okay? Like have- – <laughs> Is the is the podcast not good anymore because we're agreeing about things? I think there was enough we disagreed with mm-hmm. in this book. Okay. I mean, there, this was rich for discussion. This what book we, was a good choice. What are we reading next? I'm going back to something. <gasps> this is a throwback. Um, girl, th- not not girl with the pearl earring. That, <laughs> that we've already that done. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo by Stig Larson. Stig. 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 I, yeah, I don't know. We'll mm. have to find out. Larson. Mr. Larson. Mr. Larson. Okay. Um, ha, well, I'm, I don't even want to know if you've read it. Um, okay. It was – it's from probably 15 years ago. I don't know. I, I, it's been a while. Yeah. And yeah. there was a movie. Um, so you may have both seen it or read it. But um, I was thinking back and that was a, a kind of a thriller that I enjoyed. And I would like to read it again and see what okay. you think. I will read it, and I will give you my unvarnished opinion. (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) I will butcher his name, but we will still be fine. (laughs) I look forward to that. Thank you for joining us on You're Making Me Read What? Even if this book wasn't your cup of tea, there are millions more where that came from. Don't forget, you can always grab these books and lots more at your local library. Thank you, and keep on reading. Keep on reading.